And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. And um, we what a day it's been. And, I mean, it just get, the guests just kind of keep, I mean, every time I'm like, man, big-time guest. And then here we are. Pete Souza is uh, is joining us now. I mean, he those pictures there were coming from the Metroplex. Had an AAC Definitely game the other night. Big time guest. Definitely not I, big time guest. But happy this to is, be here. <laughs> this is big. I mean, on that major national televised game <laughs> tomorrow night from the Foster Pavilion, calling that game for um, for ESPN. It is our own Pete Souza returning up, and uh pete who is that you were taking that was a really cool photo who who are you taking that picture with before the game the other night the uh was that your family who was i, I saw one go out oh, like oh, oh. <laughs> that was my girlfriend yeah yeah so that was my girlfriend and that was her son yeah oh man that's that's a uh yeah i mean i i pete i would encourage you to hang on to her my goodness yeah i was kind of like <laughs> I always, I've had healthy respect for you, but I saw that photo go out on Twitter, and I'm like, well, Pete's, I mean, we got to really show him the proper respect. So, Pete, see if I'll you can kind of keep that coverage. thing rolling. I'll kick in my coverage for years, yes. Goodness gracious, Pete, doing doing good work there. Okay, um, and what was that? What was that game the other night? Was that uh, that was some UNT action under Coach Hodge? Yeah. Former home of Grant McCaslin and who did who were oh UAB the was that the uh, the UNC Blazers and UAB and I got I did the game with Tom Crean and he he was the best guy ever he he talked yeah. he talked to to my girlfriend and her son for a, a long time after the game just because he's such a good guy and then yeah. he also was just so generous with his time and and uh, and and you know, he talked to the guys on UNT after shootarounds. And that that guy just has basketball in his blood, and you know his brother-in-law, brother-in-laws are, are, are the Harbaughs. He's mm-hmm. married to their sister, and uh, so he was he was on an emotional roller coaster, right, football-wise for the past couple of weeks. But we got to see a great game. UAB actually hung on, and they beat Coach Hodge and, and, and UNT. But Coach Hodge is doing an amazing job at North Texas, and it was pretty cool to see it firsthand that defense they have is awesome and the american conference i got to do a couple of those games in a row i did unt uab uh and then last night i did uh it was tulane at smu and uh yeah man great opportunities good games and now it's back to the big 12 and uh we got a big one coming up tomorrow night man yeah and in preparing for that this cyclones team boy tj that, he's got that program going. I mean, it it it, um, it had fallen on hard times. I think they may have been the first team I've ever can remember going like zero and eighteen under Coach Prom. I liked him, Prom or however we say that, Steve yeah, Prom. I, and they were I two liked that guy. Twenty two. They were yeah. two and twenty two. Yeah. Well, bad. yeah. I mean, it was a it was a it was a horrible season. And then TJ comes in, and boy, now you can flip a program in a hurry, but. You know, I, I wondered about them when they lost Hunter, and I thought, man, I cannot believe that kid went to Texas. And quite honestly, he's been fine for Texas. He's a good player. He had a buzzer beater to beat uh, the Bears, sadly. But they they just they didn't really – they kind of moved on and did their thing. I don't think until I had Coach Jacobs on, I didn't realize they were so good 
this season on defense. Bears are known as an incredibly offense, you know, efficient offensive team. But Iowa State, what are they? What as you kind of prepared for this thing? What gives with that? Is this? Is this? Uh, I mean, do they pack uh, zone in? What are they kind of known for for being able to have that good of a defense? Well, I'll tell you, they're holding opponents to I think just researching today under sixty-two points a game, which is like top twenty in the country, yeah, top fifteen. And you, you, they they got Rob Jones, and and last year he was the kind of guy that was. Sort of like an emotional leader, and this year it's it's been more so. He's just a defensive menace, and as he goes, a lot of times their defense goes. Taman Lipsy's just a pickpocket. It's not so much Coach Otzelberger, and he'll tell you it's no secret. He'll throw zone at teams once in a while to keep them on their toes and to really just kind of show them a change of pace. But they're they're pretty man, they're pretty much man to man from my experience covering them. And they're they're real good at it too, and they do a great job like Kelvin Sampson and Houston with that help side defense, where they really are connected defensively. And and, and Trey King is, is another guy who is just long and lean, and he'll block your shot, he'll take the ball away from you, he'll steal it from you. And Keyshawn Gilbert, the guy that they got uh, from UNLV, he transferred in. He's really good defensively too. And he can score. You, you got three guys on the team who are, you know, very good defenders and also can, can fill it up, which is a, a real bonus for them. The one thing I'll say about Iowa State this year, um, which could just make them vulnerable, I think, tomorrow night, is on the road, they're not nearly as good as they are at home. Uh, this, they, they could be 0-3 on the road. They beat TCU by a point, I think. Um, mm-hmm. earlier this season, and they lost to BYU and they lost to Oklahoma. So they're 1-2 and two in the conference on the road. Uh, so I think tomorrow night, advantage Baylor uh, playing yeah. in, in the new Foster Pavilion. Well, you need to establish the Foster as your home, at, you know, get that thing going a little bit. Great win at UCF. And I, I know it's hard for Baylor fans right now because there's some thought that, boy, they had those heartbreakers three in a row. And so the record could be a lot better than it is. But, you know, if you can kind of get past that and get rolling, the good news is nobody's, like, running away with this thing. Houston's, what, 6-2. and two. Um, But, you know, obviously really good. They've, they've been in some tough spots. But nobody is just, like, racing away with this. Kansas is looking. Speaking of vulnerable teams, Kansas looks kind of vulnerable. And um, – and and so we'll we'll kind of see how that K State Baylor Sunday for Baylor in, in, at Kansas that'll be a lot of fun oh, or next Saturday I guess wow yeah that's big yeah that'll that'll be a lot of fun and I think with Baylor you look at their losses it's they're, they've been so close and that yeah. just gives you an idea they're right there in every single game and the ability to battle back and to beat UCF last night uh, or, or a couple nights ago on the road shows that they, they have, you know, that they're a very good team. And, and yeah. they're outside of Walter and Meese, they're an older team. And I think that under Scott Drew's tutelage, that they're, that that losing streak, hey, man, it's great that it comes in January, right? And then it doesn't come yeah. in February. Now you turn the page. And even Iowa State hasn't played since Saturday. So you could say, okay, huge advantage Iowa State. But I got to call a game last night and – 
I think it, well, it was Tulane. They hadn't played in five days, so you expected them to have a lot of energy, and they got smoked by SMU. So that rest could be a little overrated. They have probably been preparing for Baylor for more about a week now, so that gives them a little bit of an advantage because you, you talked about it. You had Coach Jacobs on earlier. Uh, Iowa State has some great assistants as well that that'll certainly get them get, get them ready to go. But this is now we turn the page into February, and this is where things really really start to get interesting. And teams now it's okay. How do we respond when? things get tough. It's like our, our, our guy, Dave Veranda says, or I'll call him my guy. Cause I like him. I can't speak for you, but how are things going when things, when they're not going well, you know? And so Baylor has shown, Hey, we can handle it when they're not going well, we can bounce back. It, it will be big for them. If they could pull out a tough victory at home against a really good opponent. I think that's something they need to do this year uh, in order to kind of get their swagger back. Right. I like Dave too. Uh, so you can speak for both of us. All right, yeah. good, good, good. I still, yeah, I, I got to be careful. Yeah, no, I, I, I certainly hope that um, they can bounce back this season. I don't know if you've been watching any of the recruiting, but yeah, man, I see they, some. they've they got some guys, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to drive by the stadium a little later, and I, I, I think I might in, in, encounter the entire DeSoto roster over there. I love that <laughs> That's DeSoto. Great, DeSoto has shown up on the, the Baylor campus. This is great. This is a great development, by the way, because I think they had they just weren't quite doing what they needed to do in the DFW area. And this Keenan Hall guy they brought in from SMU, I had him on the other day. Boy, the people I love saw. him. Yeah. yeah. The people really like him. And he's also a guy, he's, he's kind of like me, not afraid to leave the sunglasses on inside occasionally. And so I think <laughs> you we have a real, that. oh yeah, we have a real kinship in that area, and uh, <laughs> and so Keenan has uh, he's got he's kind of injected some excitement into the program, and these other coaches too, Jake and Jarrett, and um, I mean the whole we had Chris uh, oh Kapilovic on the other day, and and I'm telling you, Pete, I mean I'm not saying it rivals the the numbers your interviews do, but I looked and that guy it was like. Fifteen to seventeen thousand views. I mean, people are really? hungry for the Bears to turn around the football. So that that that'll be good. By the way, on the uh, you can reference. By the way, the Iowa State Baylor played them last year in a Big Twelve tournament. I was there, and I, that's about as mad as I've seen Scott. And in fact, I ventured into some questions. Scott almost spanked me in public. I mean, he <laughs> he was hot. And that Iowa State what, team. Would you, you try to give him that number where you you, you said, "Hey, are, are you guys just getting ready for the tournament?" No, I mean, I came at him like, I mean, I I don't, I didn't try to soft shoe it. I just kind of like, I did say maybe once I did say something like that, but I my, that was before the game, and he did kind of, he might have, he might have kicked me out on that, but yeah, I <laughs> they got out rebounded by like thirty by Iowa State. They got embarrassed on the glass, like Iowa State big-bodied and bullied them all around the court and it was ugly and I and I said something like well Scott what do you what do you do like I I you know what do you do after that I mean what can you do like in practice simulation basically how do you respond to getting your rear end just kicked like they did and Scott gave me kind of a he shot back at me he's like show up show up when we get back to Waco and you'll see show up at practice (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, that, which I, I, I liked like an it. invite to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought Scott meant, hey, mostly. Just, and I was out there, you know, outside the call, at the Farrell Center. Nobody would let me in. But, uh, no, Scott, I like it when Scott kind of gets gets after me. He's had to do so it a, one one time in COVID. He got mad at me over something. And he, ooh, he let me. And this was not public. This was one time. I did, I've tweeted something, and Scott let me have it. That's okay. That's okay. If you're friends with somebody for 22 years, you're going to, you know, you got to be mad at each other every once in a while. Um, no, he does a good, you know, I've, I've heard that from players too and other coaches and he's a mastermind as far as he's the type of coach and, and it's obvious that he likes you, right? Because he's getting on you. And that to me is a sign that's a coach that likes a player or a media member when they pull him aside and say, Hey, what happened here? Or let's get this right. Or, you mm-hmm. know, if you have a question like that, you can ask me solo. And the same thing, he does the same thing with his players. And they respond to that. Now, sometimes, um, you know, some coaches, as we, have, you and I both have experienced, right, being on the media side, well, they just do it in public, uh, <laughs> which is another thing. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a class act, and I and I do like I do like uh, the philosophy and the psychology behind how these coaches motivate and galvanize their players and get their media members in line too. Yeah, pretty much impossible to get me in line. I mean, others have tried, and that certainly has not something that's happened. Other in employers, one of the reasons I've had several of them over the years, they do not have much success with that. Talking to Pete Souza, he'll be calling this game for ESPN. And, and feel free to use this, too. This is kind of cool, and I'm sure you've come across this in preparing for all these games. But it is kind of cool when you think back on how Baylor has sort of become sixth man you. And and I had forgotten about some of them. Jake has brought them up like um Tari and Prince. But his junior yeah. year was the sixth man of the year for the Bears. You you go back and like several dudes, uh Sohan was actually voted sixth man of the year because Amazing, he wasn't right? starting. Now start, yeah. Yeah. And now he course starts for the Spurs. So um, for several years, they had guys coming off the bench, and now they have one in Langston Love. And I, I'm not so sure Langston isn't their most consistent scorer right now. I mean, he, you, you, you almost can pencil. And I, I don't know what his average is, but I'm, I'm talking about like conference in the in the games that truly yeah. matter right now. He, you can pencil him in for like 15 to 16 points a night, and to get that off your bench. That's pretty awesome. And he's just a great, like, from a character standpoint, he's off the charts. Well, and he's the guy that came through in the clutch for him on the road in Orlando. You know, and, and that's the guy, last time you and I had a chance to chat, we were talking about, you know, Ray J. Dennis and a ton of minutes and, you know, backup, who, who's able to take over a point guard. And, and he's shown the ability to do that a little more, Love has, which has been able to free Dennis up a, a little bit which, you know, they still lack in depth at the point guard position, Baylor does. But you just mentioned his versatility and his character and his ability to kind of have that versatility. And he's shown us that all year long. It it is amazing uh, the depth that Baylor has had uh, over the course of the past, you know, four or five years. Yeah, and he came to the podium the other night after that UCF game. I watched it. um, I watched it later, the – post game because he had 24 points in that game and I mean it was like 
I mean, he was just a, it was like the perfect Baylor post game moment. Like they they're kind of you know ready to visit with him, and uh, I mean dev- you know like a short devotional started with almost kind of a short. And I think some of those UCF folks were kind of like, whoa, whoa, what do we what do we have here? What do we have here? The AAC. I don't know if they were doing a lot of Sunday school lessons during those post games, and so uh, it was good good to see. I don't think um, so either. I don't yeah. think so either, and I think it's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, and 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 it's I go interesting. On, by the way, I go on the road, and people ask me, you say, you know, where do you live? I say, I live in Waco. They say, oh, really? And I tell them my affiliation with the city and working at Channel Ten, and uh, you know, that's how I ended up here. And and we end up talking about Baylor. And I truly have, you know, I'm a guy from the Northeast. I went to college at the University of Richmond, but a Villanova guy. I grew up in the shadow of the university. My mom worked there. My brothers went there. But there's something really special about Baylor. And, and the way I, I found myself telling somebody this recently on the road, I, I, the, when I meet students at Baylor, it's, it's, they are the brightest, nicest kids uh, I have come across as a whole, right, to cast a wide net on everything. I mean, they're just great, great kids. I've had great experiences at Baylor uh, with the students there and, of course, the staff. And uh, it is different. I will say that. It is different. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think this host you're talking to is a little different, but not in the way you're talking about. Just, a, <laughs> just, just, just strange. All right, well, I tell you, I always I, I get excited when you're doing these games. That'll be fun. And but see, usually I kind of like it because then I, I I make a point to stay home and listen to you. But I actually am attending this one, so maybe I'll have to catch it on the replay or whatever. But uh, have a uh, have a good call, and uh, I, you know it'll go. Who's with you, by the way, on this one? Mike O'Donnell, uh, yeah, and he's the guy. He played at UCF, and he's kind of he's on the come up here as an analyst. I think people that uh, watch the game they'll, they'll enjoy it. They'll, they'll enjoy Which, him. They yeah, had another I, I, I former. Got a you... to work with. Yeah. I got a chance to work with Perry Clark last night. Uh, coach the Tulane and, and Miami, and, and he was a special guy. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I now they had a UCF guy on the game the other night, like a former DJ UCF Taylor. player. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I at some point you look up and all these guys are UCF guys. So let's get some more. Need to get some bear. Oh, we got King. We do have hey, a representative. We got King, man, King is King. like they love ESPN, and for good reason because he's a great dude and he's really good at his job. But they love him. ESPN loves King, so that's pretty cool. Well, and he had the good. Uh, I mean, to be able to do games with J-Mo, that's, that's a gift for a young up-and-coming analyst, a former Baylor player. And, and, uh, but, I mean, somebody, you know, that, 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 that it can be that kind of mentor and kind of help show them the ropes, I think that is a, a gift to King. All right, Pete, it is uh, tremendous to talk to you. Have, a, uh, have, a, uh, have an awesome uh, uh, game, and uh, we'll, I'll come by and say hello, all right? You better. I'll bring you a Hellberg barbecue sandwich. Don't and, tease uh, they're, Don't tease they're serving. They're serving those at the games now in the grab-and-go area. All right, there <laughs> you go. Thanks, thanks, Pete. All right, Matt. Appreciate it, dude. All right, Pete's gone off. He's gotten a fresh haircut. Loves to get a fresh cut before these games, and he'll, he'll say, give me about a number. I think once you're on TV as much as he is, you cannot get a real true – hardcore shave on the side you need to stay at least on the two uh, under a three even on the guard 
Um, but uh, it is uh, Pete Souza joining the Matt Mosley Show.